Hello everyone, this is JPL back for back with uh I don't know. Who who wants to go first here? <laughs> um Matthew, Matthew here. and And Toa. Yes. And uh, we're back for another count of podcast name in the brackets, and today we'll be talking about the Justice League movie. Yes, yes. There's so much to talk about here, so let's get started. First things first, what do you guys think of the movie? Broad question, um, but uh, in in short, I enjoyed it. Yes, pretty much. Um, I thought it was good enough. But it had a few mistakes that it made that made it difficult for me to enjoy it. I thought it was good, but it could have been better. Yep. I think that's fair to say, frankly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, shall we launch into it? Yep. Where should we start? Spoilers ahead. Yes. Um, Yes. Lots of people die. People okay, do. so I don't know. We well, actually, people reverse die in this movie. Yeah. Um. So like, we start off from story wise from Batman versus Superman, right? Which, in the end, you know, he dies a tragic death and definitely isn't going to be reborn at all. No. Because no. um, why would they do that to a superhero? Yeah. It's DC. Come on. And they definitely didn't say he would be reborn. Like. A week after the movie originally came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, we start off on a world that's like, oh no, we need Superman, but do we? <laughs> Maybe. Starts off with um, a but song I guess... that just seems out of place. Uh, what is it? Everybody knows. Yeah, or everybody knows some. Yeah, I've got the soundtrack going while we're going. <laughs> so it's uh, keeping me fresh. Yeah, I want to talk about the soundtrack later. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good part. Anyways, so, you know, the whole the whole movie is a... Uh, unite the five and a half. League. And, uh, yeah. And, you know... It kind of followed a similar story to um, the animated uh, Justice League movie. No. That I think it's in New 51. It's got a similar thing. War. It's not as good. Yeah, War. Um, but it has a similar idea where there's an alien invasion type of thing going on. Starts out with and uh, they had to unite a parademon together. and yeah. you know, Batman chasing him. So, which yeah. I think they needed more in that of first Batman scene personally. Oh, okay, so the first Batman scene annoyed me a lot, and these are the major uh-huh. things. So one, he stops a dude that has a gun, and then like leaves him for whatever yeah. reason. Okay. Um. Two. He's like, whoa, this parademon just exploded, and now there are three box marks on the wall. Oh, my. First off, why? 
when I die, I hope that my body does not reveal a secret that I don't want my enemies to know. Like, it just confused me as to why that was the thing imprinted on me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I was hoping that Paradigm would just yell out, uh, Hail Darkseid, you know? Hmm. But no. Yeah. The aliens yeah, don't speak English. Hail Darkseid. <laughs> that's, that's why Steppenwolf had such a hard time speaking English. <laughs> All the Kryptonians and <laughs> pretty much the basic yeah, yeah. language is English for most part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so shall we start talking about Batman? Mm, sure. Let's do it. Who had not very much going on except for his romance with Wonder Woman. Yes. That. Yeah. When Batman was Batman, however. There are a few points where I felt like he his character was very inconsistent than, than what it was in the past movie. Especially when yep. he uh, starts joking around in some parts where they, that's, all, that's obviously done, you know, just to change what it was in the last movie. Yeah. Which I feel like Batman should have remained consistent because Batman is not the joking kind of person. Right. And while I, I did like his jokey where he's like, "Oh, something's definitely bleeding," that was kind of funny. That his uh, he his character wouldn't really do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I always see Batman as the character that's like driven and passionate and willing to do whatever it takes to get something done for the most part without compromising his own um, self, but. The thing is, like, we see Batman crack jokes in comics and things like that. Uh, comics, cartoons, pretty much whatever he's in, he'll crack a smile or a joke on occasion. Mm. Yes. But he's not generally the one to give quips or punchlines or anything like that. He's normally the one that's focused and trying to get the job yes. done. Which is something that they didn't really... The The only time they capitalized on that was when they were bringing Superman back. Um, where he's like, no, we need to get it done. Don't worry, I have a backup plan. Um, I was like, okay, you're driven and, and focused and stuff. But we don't see the smart, intelligent, calm... I don't know, lone wolf type of thing. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. I, I I get it. He's the one that's uniting the league, so he can't be the lone wolf. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of Aquaman's role in this, but it by breaking yeah, from it, his character in that regard, they should have put in more of his character. Yeah, I think that is. Um, I think the DCU has had trouble with its characters and nailing them down, and so especially with Batman and Superman. They've had a bit of a difficult time figuring out what they want those characters to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, overall, I, I love, you know, the Batsuit. Uh, ben Affleck, one of my favorite live-action interpretations of Batman. Yep. Um, I do wish that he, will, he would continue to do the Matt Ryan Batman films. That whole 
thing is still up in the air. You could just type that in Skype. Uh, it's too difficult. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all we have on him? Um. I mean, I. Ben Affleck as Batman, I still think is my favorite, even though his character was not really as definite in this movie. Yeah. I, I still think the actor is a very good actor and a very good fit for Batman. I just don't think the direction of the character was a good fit for Batman. And, and you gotta keep in mind that summation. this Batman is based off of the old Frank Miller Batman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that Batman had a short time and he was mostly self-contained with him against Superman, mm-hmm. so... Right. right. It wasn't much yeah. of him working with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that does sort of not help the movie that they've. You know, in Batman versus Superman, they made him to be such a lone wolf that they're. And the sudden flip flop is a big thing that happens in this Justice League movie of like they're doing a complete turn from what they were doing in Batman versus Superman and I think the direction they're heading is a good one but the turn didn't feel very good yeah yeah Yeah, I think they could have played it off a lot better Um, part of that is I think definitely Batman versus Superman's fault but I think you can make a sequel that makes its previous movie good. But if you make a sequel that turns too sharply, that changes too much too quickly, you'll be like, oh, wow, the sequel's really good. But its predecessor wasn't. Well, we also must keep in mind that a lot of stuff was changed during the whole Snyder uh, stepping down and then... uh, Whedon stepping up because of that yeah. whole uh, issue. Right. So we don't entirely yeah. know what the thing was originally supposed to be because um, the tone does change sometimes through the movie and you could probably yeah. figure out who did what somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's next on the character list? It says Superman. Okay, yeah, let's talk about him a little bit. I think this is the first time that I actually like yeah. Henry Cavill's Superman, because um, I... one of the things that someone pointed out was that Superman is supposed to be the type of character that you can imagine, you know, reading a book to kindergartners. Mm-hmm. And I saw that for the first time in this movie. In all, in all of the other movies, he just didn't seem like the type of guy you want to hang out with. Right. Here, I, I really liked the usage of he was the power force for the Justice League, where once he showed up, the battle was pretty much over. Yeah. yeah. And, okay, so through Superman, we have to discuss his whole resurrection sure. thing. Um. 
obviously, like, the... Snyder's been using a lot of um, Jesus-isms um, with Superman throughout the entire mm -hmm. series. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a surprise no. at all when he dies and then comes back to life. Heck, they do that in comics all the time anyways, mm -hmm. so... Eh. Yeah. But the thing is... Um, yeah, bringing him back and having him fight the Justice League for a bit. I like that. That was, that was all right. But at the same time, there was, it felt like there was no real stakes when that happened because we knew at the end of the day that he's a good guy and we knew at the end of the day that, yeah, he can probably help with their fight and all that. I, I just... Yeah, I felt like killing him off in the first place was unnecessary unless they were going to have him <sighs> bringing him back just wasn't a super big plot point they could have yeah. been like oh he yeah. faked his death and it would have have changed the story or so many other alternatives and, and even worse it actually lowers the stakes for the movie because once one superhero comes back well why can't all of the other ones yeah so absolutely it, it kind of cheapens the death in right. the DCEU. Like, yeah. um, even in, like, Wonder Woman, while well, Steve Trevor and um, Robin Wright's character, they could show up again. So mm -hmm. it, it lessens the impact. And I think even though we already knew that Superman was coming back, they spent way too much time trying to make us feel sad for him, especially at the beginning of this movie with, you know, as much as... Um, I love watching Amy Adams and Diane Lane have these acting conversations. It's still, you know, we all knew that Superman was coming back. So why are those scenes in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what could have been cool, and this was like a flash thought through my head. What if Superman was dead and now this character was bizarro? Like he wakes up, he's like, I'm really angry. Nothing seems right. I'm going to be bizarro from now on. And yeah. I thought, oh, that could be really cool. Add in a different villain. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen, but add in a different villain. Maybe make this more tricky. No. Yeah, it, it would have. And they, it seemed like they were going that way initially with um, Superman fighting the Justice League, but they yeah. forced correct. Which, that was just quickly. a great moment, especially when he like uh, saw the Flash... And it was going fast. That yeah, yeah. I think that was one of the the better humorous parts of the yes. the whole movie, where he the Flash is running past and Superman turns and is like, "I see you. <laughs> you you done messed yes. up." Yes, I think we should also take a quick note. The point out the uh, CGI mouth. Yeah. Okay. So that was something that I was noticing, and I was like, "That looks." bad what happened here so i read up on it um if anybody else would like to explain go ahead oh yeah for mission impossible um i believe it's the sixth yes. one henry cavill had to have a beard and paramount said no you can't shave it so um warner brothers had to digitally remove it which i, I think it's just hilarious that you know paramount's like no we're not going to get him to shave his mustache for justice league <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they have and, 
just yeah. makeup and uh, just fake mustaches that look really good that they can just use. So I don't. Yeah. I don't see the trouble. Yeah. And yeah, that that's part of the business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole scene with uh, the shawarma scene with Chris Evans at the end of Avengers, like he has a beard in it, and yeah. But again, that's one scene for the for the end credits. So compared to, you know, the entire movie. The entire yeah. Movie. But. Eh. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's one of those problems that. Once you know the behind-the-scenes stories, you can kind of just say, "Okay, fine." Yeah, yeah. And it, it's kind of mm, like Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. You know, he kind of had to be there, may, so we can excuse it for now. Yeah, it made yeah it makes sense. Now, okay, so the resurrection of Superman. Um, it was way different than I thought. It. Well, there's that, but also. My, I think my biggest problem is like there are two almost two full movies dedicated to being like hey we need to be able to have the same power as Superman without having Superman so let's do X. X being hey let's unite either a group of bad guys or a group of good guys to fight whatever alien attacks and both fails which kind of sets up a distinction that hey nobody's as good as superman y'all suck good luck yeah i think they should have shown wonder woman's power against superman a bit better yeah well um, comic book wise i mean aquaman has gone toe-to-toe with superman in a fist fight and the flash is faster than superman maybe not at this given time in in the in the movies and they kind of poke fun at that a little bit um but it it made clark into this overpowered godlike figure and everything else into nothing which almost seems silly after the last movie where he literally died yeah so yeah, they're they're leaning very heavily on Superman as a crutch. Yeah, I do kind of wish that uh, this movie, instead of you know just having, oh, we need to unite, you know, be like how the Avengers was, you know, Shield they brought in the Avengers together, uh, and they do some like that here without Shield. But the way that I kind of wish they would have done it is the way they have been doing it in their, in like the TV shows. Like the Justice League TV show and then the Justice League War movie, was that all the heroes stumbled into each other, and like they've never met each other. This is the first time they're all meeting, and it's like, who are you? I'm Batman. Are you a good guy? You sure? Okay, you're my friend now, and they fight <laughs> together. Yeah. Oh, well, and there, yeah, because there is that that distinction of I don't know if I can trust you, and they they hinted on that in this movie, but it wasn't anything like okay, we're, regardless of who we are, we're uniting together to stop this evil. It's like, I've done some research on you, and I think you're okay. Would you like to join us? Yes or no? 
And, yeah, and, it and is. you know, it's this Justice League also feels weird because a lot of the heroes they're brand new heroes in their timeline. They're they're rookies. Whereas you would look at yeah. the old Justice League TV show, these heroes they were at their prime. You know, they were already, they were already established yeah. as heroes. They knew each other of each other's existence, and so they meet up with the guy and it's like, hey, hey, it's you, and then they continue. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's just a small note. Anyone else want to say anything? Um, I don't know that I have anything to add. Oh, they filmed vertically instead of horizontally at the beginning of the film. I was yeah. upset. <laughs> I, I know that you're very upset about that. I think of that whenever I'm filming vertically. I I, 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 I saw like that in the beginning of the movie. And I was very annoyed by, oh, wow, they just start the movie with this, and it's looked completely different from the rest of the movie. Uh, I mean, it, it was a good touch. It, it it humanized Superman a little bit more, but it was still like, yeah, this yeah. is a no-no. And, and it did feel a little bit derogative of Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. I could see that, yeah. Just like I, I think they should have gone a different direction with that, just because Spider-Man: Homecoming came out this year as well, and they were already doing reshoots. So, right. Yeah. I guess we should move on. Uh, who should we move on to? Well, we can discuss Lois Lane. Yeah, True. she was Lois Lane. She was. Uh, Amy a, Adams is like this incredible actress, and they give her nothing to do. I mean, she made reading interesting in Nocturnal Animals. Yeah. Like, here she's just like, she's Superman dog. I mean, like pet dog. I think they used. He, he goes over to her and like pets her and then feels better. I mean, I liked that usage of her, how she was the one who could bring back Superman, but besides that, she was yeah. just there feeling sad with Martha. Yeah. yeah. I mean... And they yeah. sell Martha's house just so they can buy it again. Yeah. That that was... Again, it... I mean, why, oh, that was useless. I mean, it's a, it's a perfect thing for Batman because he's known to, like, oh, I bought the bank. He does that as Bruce Wayne a lot of the times, right. but... I mean, it was a lot of effort for a punchline that didn't really do anything, and it didn't add anything to any of the characters. So, like, I, I, like I saw that her house was, uh, she was selling the house, and I thought, oh, that's going to be an interesting plot point. Nope. She's... Well, I mean, we, we can now attribute um, Lois to a uh, someone who breaks in to houses now, oh, yeah. being that she entered the house while it was being sold. <laughs> Um, but Superman did not, so good on him. Yeah. I, I'm sure that was intentional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the filmmakers. Yeah. Alright, on to uh, Wonder Woman. I I have a bone to pick with Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder for what they did to Wonder Woman, because they did not treat her character well. Okay, um, in what regard? Mainly the 
blatant objectification. Um, I I rewatched Wonder Woman, um, so uh, this was even bigger for me. Um, but they just treated her character very poorly. Um, mm. There were very tight pants that they made her wear. There were several upskirt shots, and she was the butt of several jokes that were very distasteful. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so I'll agree with you there. But I I don't think that was just towards her. I mean, like, with Jason Momoa in the same movie, you could say that both sides had pretty good eye candy. Yeah. Um, but especially after Wonder Woman, it felt very... Um, like, in, when you watch Wonder Woman, there's a very definite effort to make her not a sexual object, but instead mm -hmm. a, like, person. So even though she's attractive, she isn't an object. And I think that um, Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon have a bit of a problem distinguishing attractive and sexual objects. Well, I, in the past, it's pretty much been that to men, you know, Wonder Woman has always been an object, but she would always fight back and says, I'm not an object, I'm a woman. Uh, and that was like... But she never she never had that moment. Which I kind of felt like they should have done. It's like, oh. Uh, yeah. I... To some degree, I don't think they had to as much with this movie, because... For two reasons. Because, one, they already dealt with that a lot in the last film. Um, and it might have felt like just beating a dead horse if they had brought it into this one. But at the same time, in this one, she pulled her own weight. In fact, she she pulled more than her own weight in this movie. Um, for the, Well, until like, well, ish. Yeah. Not compared that, to that's, Superman. Yeah, that's but, the problem is that she wasn't treated well by the filmmakers. Um, and it, I, I found it very distasteful and it brought me out of the movie at several points. And it wasn't like it was in every single scene, but it was often enough that it was very annoying. And I think a little bit degrading to what the character was in wonder woman. It was a step back from that. And if you look at Zack Snyder and Josh Whedon's track record, they don't really have the best with um, portrayals of female characters. Um, Zack Snyder, you know, in Watchmen, he took some lines from the female character and gave them to male characters in the same scenes that this female character was present in. Right. So, yeah... And especially if this had come out before Wonder Woman, it wouldn't be as much of a problem. But since it came out after Wonder Woman, it feels very strange. It feels like they mistreated the character. Maybe. I don't know. That That's not really a vibe that I, I picked up on too much when I was watching it, I suppose. Um, which, eh. And I, of course, don't pay attention to stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. I guess it... Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, continue. Yeah, I mean, if you compare her to um, 
Wonder Woman from the Wonder Woman movie, they feel very different. Well, a deck, uh, a, a century oh. apart, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I, and th- this isn't just a problem that I've had with the movie. I've heard a lot of people talking about this as a big issue. I think Wonder Woman was the most consistent between the movies. Yeah. Because I don't think Superman has really been super consistent with between the films. And I don't think Batman was very consistent between. Yeah, I think she does get the character consistency award. But... Again, like I said, I think it's mainly the filmmakers, um, and they they treated the character very. And besides, her character is just really difficult to do. So. Yeah, I I feel like they should have brought on a female writer or even a female director to just do Wonder Woman well, because apparently Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon weren't able to do the character justice uh i I get it (laughs) just yeah yeah and yeah maybe i'm over exaggerating it but i have heard people this has been the complaint that i've heard the most just reading reviews Hmm. hmm i think okay so uh, segueing to her her powers and stuff um, they used the lasso a lot in this movie and I think that yeah. was cool Yeah. Um, they showed her being very fast which was also cool and uh, I think it, it didn't explicitly say but I like how it kind of hinted that like her I guess somewhat hinted I don't really know but like in the in Wonder Woman, it, it showed her hitting her cuffs together to produce like a boom, um, and it's cool to see that that because I okay when I was watching the movie, I kept on thinking if it does that much damage, why doesn't she just hit them together a lot? And then as I thought about it more, she kind of hit she hit them together interspersed after blocking attacks so i think it was well hinted that her cuffs absorbed kinetic energy and then released them when they were put together um which i think was just a good touch yeah overall um i do feel that her powers weren't as well demonstrated as they could have been but yeah, I mean, and she's still my favorite Justice League hero in the movies so far. Mm. Eh. Yeah, I'm kind of eh too. I think <laughs> I think uh, Gal Gadot does an amazing job acting her. I didn't think too highly of her um, in Batman vs Superman, but she's she's done well in these other two movies. Um, and she just she fits the role really well of being just a good superhero that's like yeah. I don't know she seems genuine I suppose 
Yeah, she she's like I was saying with Superman. I could totally imagine her reading a book to kindergartners. Yeah, but at the same time, like punching a robber in yeah. the face. She yeah. she fits that. She's very much the hero that you want saving you. Yeah, for sure. She inspires hope. <laughs> yeah, she. It's interesting how she's kind of become the Superman of this universe. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Speeding right along, would we like to move on to uh, the Flash? Oh, sure. Or another, or another character. I, the I Flash. He he was in this movie just enough. I feel like I could never sit through a Flash movie just because he gets on your nerves a little bit. This version of the Flash, I would absolutely agree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it feels a lot like Ezra Miller's The Flash and not, yeah. like, it, it doesn't feel like The Flash as I've seen in the no, comic books the, or right. in the TV show. The, this seems less of a Barry Allen Flash and more of a Wally West Flash. Yeah. Um, which is super cool. Um, I think if, if that's the route that they took, that would have been a, a cool way mm-hmm. of doing it. But he he was there as comic relief and uh, he, and a lot and of his comic not relief much else. was just bland yeah well uh, and, he had some good moments he and he had some moments that fell flat a lot of it was just very like meta jokes like oh my goodness this is happening um which is okay and i think in that sense they did some of the meta jokes a little bit better than in uh thor ragnarok but overall i i still think it was probably too much yeah i I think that really distracted me about the flash is that they like retold his backstory and it's the exact same backstory that they have for the flash tv show and i feel like the flash tv show just has a better way putting the emotional aspect because the Flash's father is uh, John Wesley Sipp in the show, who played the Flash previously, right. and here we just have right. some actor that I don't really care about. About so, and I, yeah, I mean, I think I'm kind of contrary to that because I think they did a good job of bringing. Um, in general, I think one thing that I will say is backstory wise i didn't feel flooded that that's the biggest thing that i'm annoyed with when it comes to superhero movies now is that like spider-man's origin story is iconic and fun um but other than that i don't i don't need to know how batman became batman i've heard that a billion times I don't really need to know how the Flash became the Flash much more than he got struck by lightning and stuff. Um, when it comes down to origin stories, they weren't the goal of this movie. And I think that's a win already. I mean, origin stories for individual characters. Obviously, the whole movie is the Justice League origin story. But... Yeah, I think them just bringing us up to speed with 
hey, his dad's in jail and he was struck by lightning and stuff. That was enough for me. Yeah, and it helps you connect a little bit to the character. Yeah. I don't know, it kind of took me out of the movie because it felt like the exact same thing that I just saw. Right. Yeah, that is... I I don't watch The Flash, so that wasn't an issue for me, but I can imagine that it is for those who do watch The Flash. I wanted to know more about, you know, uh, Aquaman, and I want to know more about his backstory, but they focused more on the other characters. Well, and I think that was somewhat intentional being that isn't aquaman's movie coming out soonest yeah yeah from this point next year so that it gave us enough to where we're curious but we know very little um and i i think that was just it was good Mm. so his suit oh yeah the flash right yeah. I, yeah. I didn't notice anything special about it. Um. Okay, so at first I was kind of annoyed because it did look a lot like the the Power Ranger reboot. Yeah. Suit. Um. But throughout the movie, I grew to like it because. One, there was no, like, how do you make this suit or whatever. Or, like, there, there's no origin story to the suit either. It was kind of just, like, you made that out of the stuff that spaceships are made out of. And it's like, oh, yeah, I did that. And, like, throughout it, like, you see all these strings that are holding it together. And um, overall, it looks somewhat professional. Like, it, it was made with intelligence behind it but it wasn't like it at the end of the day it's still strung together which is a unique look for a superhero yeah i think it contrasted very well with the lightning effect yeah but the lightning Mm. effects i don't know because the flash and everything including his comics has always been he had yellow lightning here they took a much right. more realistic turn, which kind of looks weird, but it's fine. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is in in my whenever I watched um like the Justice League TV mm-hmm. show, I always thought of the lightning behind him as like more of hey that's his suit that's kind of blurring behind him, and then the lightning is just kind of there to show like the static as it's going. Um. And like the energy and whatnot. Yeah. In this, it was cool to have the the lightning bouncing everywhere. I think that was a cool effect. Um, it also kind of showed off like the speed force and whatnot. But it was, it made me think too much about like, hey, what if you're running and you're wearing a watch? Does the watch short circuit? Or like, if you run through a puddle, do you get shocked? Too many questions in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And it does, the blue lightning, as much as I enjoy the contrast, and it does help to distinguish him from the TV show Flash, um, it does, it's a little bit reminiscent of Thor. Mm. Yeah, especially, especially with the new Thor having just come out. Yeah. 
Man, they should have had orange lightning. Just to stylize yeah. it. Just for messing with everyone. I, I would have been okay with that. I'll it would have looked cool. With the orange lightning. Pink lightning. Just to see what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Aquaman. Alright, I'm Aquaman. There's nothing special about him that wasn't in the trailers. Psh, what are you talking about? He's got... That one scene where he sits on the lasso. That's, yeah. that's pretty much all you remember about Aquaman, that, yeah. that he sits on the lasso and has that funny moment. Every... I, I think Matt's right. Every good bit of Aquaman was already featured in the trailers. So most of the comic relief that he provided just wasn't there for me. Like, I, I really loved his character. I think um, Jason Momoa did a, a great job um, with Aquaman. It's a different Aquaman than what I've seen. Um, but it was good. And it, it it seemed like the actor was having fun with the character, which made the character seem like he was just having fun. Yeah, I kind of feel like they just and glanced over the whole Atlantis scene with Mira and the Atlanteans. Yeah. Because for me, I know who that character is. It's like, oh, it's Mira. I want to see her in action. But we don't. I don't think they really yeah. say who she was. And her scene was no, too she's... short. And it's like, oh, Queen Atlanta. It's like, who the heck is that? I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Just, she she is credited as Mara, but if you didn't already know the comics, you you wouldn't yeah. know. I mean, I'm I'm excited so. to see what she is because she's, you know, Aquaman's uh, honey. <laughs> yes. Uh, I do think, as interesting as the direction Jason Momoa took with it was, they should have waited to reveal that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. By by the time I saw the movie, that's his Aquaman was who I thought of when I heard Aquaman. Mm. So there wasn't anything special about it by that. Like point. for me, his Aquaman just seems like his character before he discovered that he was Atlantean. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and with his whole scene for him getting the trident. Um, I think there needed to be more. Like, even just a scene being like, fine, I'll take you to the Trident, but you have to do this for me. Or he just sneaks in and steals it or and something. That, and, I don't know. And that's one of those yeah. things why I feel like there's a bunch of scenes that are just completely missing. Because yeah. this movie did feel kind of short. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think I'm I'm excited for the extended if, if it ever cut happens release. i hope it does i i honestly better. felt though that i don't know that i could have sat through any more of that movie that, and that's oh, just totally because could've. you it felt really short you, you have little patience matthew it's not that i have little you patience, do you can't even you, you just watch a few mi minutes of a netflix tv show and then you're just done you know it's like oh i can't watch this i'm not, this is boring me you know well, I, I sit through movies all the time. I sit through movies that people would call boring, and I watch them multiple times, but I felt like this one was a good length, even if it didn't have as much character development as I would have liked, just because it's like it's a fun little thing. It's over with 
in enough time and you can go home. I don't know. For me, I left the movie like wanting more. And I think that's a good thing. Because well, like, I was very dissatisfied dissatisfied with what I had here. Yeah, I and I I honestly, you know, I could have seen more, but it, based on the quality of what I had already seen, I don't know that what they would have added would have actually been of any good quality. Yeah, I still think it'd be great. This is coming from a person yeah. who likes uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. You raise a solid point there, and also drop your other point to boiling acid. <laughs> like, okay. Like I say, uh, I don't dig a hole. I swing the shovel. Oh yeah, just a side note on Aquaman. Um, not using a trident. He's using pentadent, but whatever. Pentadent. Yeah. No, I mean I'm not I'm not too annoyed by that. It's just I think a trident would have been cooler. Oh, I thought um, one note on his character. I thought they should have given him some water to work with for the last fight scene. Yeah. Mm. Just to be a little bit more interesting than falling with his Also yeah. and, and punching the scene things. where he talks with Mira, I don't understand what the whole air bubble was about. Oh yeah, they could have talked underwater probably, but I mean, it would have looked a little bit strange. Like, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's supposed to have gills, so... It's probably the directors just... Hold, holding their heads up and being like, Okay, director of Aquaman, you can figure out how they talk underwater. Or maybe they just wanted a, uh, a shot of... Um, her doing something. Amber Heard. With yeah. her, with water or, well, coming Amber. down. Yeah, <laughs> completely drenched. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> I mean, considering what they did with Wonder Woman, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, to be fair, from the uh, the sneak photos that we saw of um, Heard before, she has a lot less cleavage in this movie. Yeah. So, at least that's a positive thing. But the Amazons have more cleavage than in Wonder Woman. Yeah, and more like midriff showing and such yeah that was one thing i noticed and you well. know them being demolished by stefan wolf doesn't really it yeah, didn't there... re- mean anything to me because i know that you know 19 world war one german soldiers can defeat them that <laughs> yeah i mean like are there any amazons left anymore at this point i hope so I hope oh yes there is yeah i mean the ending shot was the okay. army just oh. he left and the army just came in and was like, oh, what happened to this guy? Okay, cool. Well, that's that's good. Alright. On to Cyborg. I feel like they I handled his character the way that it normally is handled. That, with the same storyline. No? Yeah. yeah uh, I much. feel like he, he was a very interesting character. The new characters he intrigued me the most... But I think he's also the most forgettable because I can't remember why he intrigued me. I just remember that I was interested. He was he was more of a plot than a character, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and and that that was kind of the problem. His whole like his whole story in this kind of thing is he's he's the Frankenstein's monster. Uh 
that like he doesn't want to be a monster but ends up going with it because he has to at the end of the day he's he's the reluctant hero um but not reluctant per se out of selfish reasons but more out of fear i I guess but in a universe where everyone else is a reluctant hero it doesn't really help to distinguish him and i guess in this movie they made a few more not reluctant heroes but yeah and i mean I think part of it is like he just didn't have very many. I think the actor portrayed him well, um, but when it came to like delivering lines, that was one thing that I kind of just zoned out as soon as he started speaking. And um, I mean, and that to, might be... to be fair, he just didn't have any moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's kind of I'm, like Aquaman in that respect. Yeah, just kind of he's there. Why? Because yeah. we needed another hero, and well, we needed the representation. Right, and and another thing is, Cyborg is probably the youngest on the team. Um, but Flash. Well, maybe definitely, the Flash. Yeah, it, it seems they're probably close to the same age. Yeah, at least. But it seems like, at least based on comics, generally Cyborg is younger than yeah. than Barry Allen, at least. Definitely than Barry Allen. Um, so in this, it was odd. Like, uh, The Flash has never been a uh, paragon of maturity, but it, it, it seemed like The Flash was more... A coming of age story than Cyborg's story was. Yeah. Um, but, eh. My only thing about Cyborg is I feel like they they should have stuck with an actual suit and a CGI. Yeah, that would have been nice as well. I mean, while the CGI it made it look a little bit more real. I mean, while the CGI, you know, it did look good at times. I do feel like they would have looked better with an actual costume. Mm-hmm. Because even with the CGI, you could do that with an actual costume. Because Hulk, yeah. you can't really do that with a costume. It'd be pretty difficult. Right. Well, they've done it before with a costume, but it didn't turn out all that well. <laughs> True. Um, in turn, Yeah, I think... so. One of my biggest complaints was going to be that the suit just looked bad throughout most of the entire movie. Um, the end credit scene kind of helped with that. Because like, he's like, oh look, I redid my suit and now I've got a C on it. For Cyborg. Um, but, yeah, before then, it, it doesn't look distinguishable or particularly good. It reminded me a lot of... Uh, Michael Bay Transformers movies where it just looks like two junkyards fighting. Yeah, like the the the, the um, most trouble I see that just really uh, signifies uh, its CGI is just the lighting and where the lighting yeah. doesn't work. And you know that's one other thing that I, I'm not too sure about the whole Black Panther suit is just because sometimes the lighting doesn't really look good on it. Right, and it it, it definitely is tricky but i think there are more practical alternatives i don't know if like the face 
was completely CG. Um, it looked like it to me, but that that's something I think they could have at least done practically. Um, yeah. Like the the armor on the face, I should say. Yeah. It isn't as bad as the Green Lantern costume from 2011, but... We can talk about that yeah. later. That, that doesn't mean it's, like, a good costume either. Right. And, like, okay, so, iconically, most people know Cyborg from Teen Titans, who has a very blue and gray look to him. And I did like the little nod to him saying Booyah at the end there. That was a classic. Yeah, I was moment. I was waiting but, for him to go like booyah, but it's just kind of half-hearted. Yeah. Booyah, booyah, yeah. Um, I think a more solid-looking suit could have been better. I understand why they went with like a more rigid, um, part jutting out suit, but eh, I'm sure in future movies it's gonna look really good. And I hope that they focus a little bit more on Cyborg. I don't... He's not getting his own I movie, is he? I don't know. I don't think so. I think... Uh, maybe this might just be a rumor, but they might be doing a Flash and Cyborg movie. Well, Flashpoint. Yeah, Flash is Flashpoint, for sure. Okay. I feel like he could be a part of someone else's movie. Um, kind of like Black yeah. Widow or Thor. Yeah, because Cyborg, there's not, not enough yeah. for Cyborg to be his own thing. Because he's, mm -hmm. he's always and, and worked I, well off the reason, others. Yeah. The reason I would put him in the Flash movie is because the Flash is so annoying it for extended periods of time. Well, and it, so it's a Flashpoint movie, so we're going to end up with um uh Sorry, Thomas assuming Wayne. Batman, we, assuming they which, do that. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm gonna assume there. Um, yeah, if they pull a CW Flashpoint, I'm gonna be mad. Yeah. Just pointing that. Yeah. Out. We want a real Flashpoint. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So Cyborg, overall. Yeah. He's the, I, I think he's cool. the best of the new characters, but I mean, that that's mainly just that the actor does a really good job with it. At least yeah. in my opinion. I think, so like one, one thing that I just thought about, um, his original like reason for doing anything was that his dad was captured. And then he's like, oh, shoot, I got to go do something. Um, but then after that, it feels like he doesn't really have too much reason. Obviously, like, he doesn't want his dad to die, so, like, he may as well save the world. But they never really brought that into the light. Yeah, not too which much. I, th I think they could have, but oh, well. All right. All right. Um, I say... Um, before we move on to anything else big, uh, one group of characters um, I would like to point out is all the different cameos within the um, first battle against uh, Steppenwolf. I mean, shouldn't we um, wait on that one? We can do that. We can do that. What do you have well, I think that we should probably talk about the 
character was Steppenwolf. Oh yeah, I guess we, we were talking about I that. I forgot he I had one. Yeah, I I don't know that he has a character. Yeah. He's generic alien bad. Guy. I didn't really I didn't really like his his character was kind of inconsistent with how strong he was. Because yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> because let's see, the first battle he he it, it takes the entire Amazonian army, the entire Atlantean army, uh, a few uh, Norse gods, whatever you call them. Uh, a few Green Lanterns to finally defeat him. Here, all you need is one Atlantean, one uh, Amazonian, and Batman, and Flash. Which, it doesn't make sense because he just demolished all of the Amazonians beforehand. Right. And it's just... Yeah. Eh. Well, and like, also, pretty much, like, everybody it seemed on the Justice League was getting just wiped out and then superman shows up punches him once and is like oh wait civilians and then books it and they're like oh we can hit him pretty hard now it was like well why weren't you hitting hard beforehand okay well yeah yeah and i kind of feel like they shouldn't have used stefan wolf in the beginning because his character was not supposed to be the strong the way he was. His character was always weak, and the only reason why he can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Superman was because of the Red Sun uh, thing that he does. Mm. Which is why I felt like they should have used Darkseid as the villain. Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, I know that they want to build up to Darkseid, but... Which they don't even do well. He's only mentioned one right. in this movie. I feel like Darkseid should have appeared when Steppenwolf was sent back to Apocalypse, he could have come down, uh, just slapped Superman, said, ah, your world is next, Kryptonian, and then leaves. Be menacing like that. The Something way like he's that. always done it. Yep. But, oh well. It was a nice... I'm glad that they brought in the world of Apocalypse a little bit more. Um... Because that's not something that's really in the limelight of a lot of DC popular media. Um, so that's that's cool. And it might tie into other origin stories later. But anyways. I mean, the whole plot about with Mother was like very confusing. I mean, for me... I don't understand what he means by mother. My mother thought, like, who is Stephen Wolf's mother? Why is he calling out to him? Her, uh, yeah. Her. Um, Isn't that a reference to the mother box? Yeah, which is like, what, right. oh, mother sent me. Why? Just say the mother box sent me. Don't say mother. Right. Um, Maybe he's talking about the Jennifer Lawrence movie. I don't get the reference. Uh it came out this year. Okay. Uh, what are we saying? Uh, now let's talk about the cameos. Okay, so back in our, our, our flashback-ish thing, um, we get a couple glimpses of the war um, from Apocalypse and uh, Earth. And uh, obviously we have... Uh, three major parties on one side we've got the, the the humans we got the atlanteans and we got the uh the 
Amazonians, Amazons, um, and uh, then they're going up against Steppenwolf and whatnot. But like, uh, we got the Greek gods that show up. Um, I noticed at least well, Zeus. Um, I think credited we have Zeus and um, Artemis. There's one other. And yeah, I'm trying to. I, j I just saw it a few minutes ago. Zeus. Ares? Yes, Ares it was it? Ares. Ares. Yeah. yeah, weird. Okay. Um, which, that was cool. Um, good on them. I'm glad they, they showed them. Um, I actually didn't realize that Artemis was a girl until, like, now. I thought it was Apollo that they were referring to because it, it lit up. And Apollo's pretty androgynous in, um, in most depictions. But, uh, yeah. And then we have the greatest so, cameo of all time. Green Lantern that gets killed pretty much instantly. Yep. Because he's bad at his job. Oh, uh, we don't know how long he's been, uh... That's fighting, true. but yeah, I kind of felt like we could, we should have seen more Green Lantern, just because I love the Green Lantern. Yeah. That would have well, been I'm... a really good direction to take this movie, just like introduce Green Lantern, do a surprise. Actually, but... originally, uh, two Green Lanterns were supposed to appear at the end of the movie after credit scene, uh, Kilowog and I believe the bird-looking one were supposed to appear and and say and explain why they couldn't join the battle because of some reason and they would end the scene by saying oh we need a an Atlant a, a green lantern of earth uh we must look for that kind of thing was that the willem defoe character i don't think so i don't know the bird dude the bird look in Green Lantern. Yeah, I know who you're talking about because of that depiction exactly, but I have no idea the name or much else about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm glad they at least included a Green Lantern. Especially the actual lantern part. Yeah. Um, and I liked how they had the ring like fly away and stuff. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Um, but, uh, gotta yeah. see more. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think it should have been like, Superman's here, he can take him, and Superman's like, I can kind of take him, guys, but I'm gonna need help. And then Green Lantern's, they're like, I can help. Or, I don't know. Like a Wonder Woman idea, type? But... Role. Yeah, but like actually introduce him early on and make him like important or something. Ah, yeah. You know, yeah. like his whole trying to discover another plot that's there. Yeah. Don't make him like an attractive woman that only steals things at the beginning. <laughs> that doesn't make it into John Stewart as well. No, go with the original. No, guy. because people would think the original guy as the whole Ryan Reynolds character. 
Uh, no, no, I'm talking the original, original Green Lantern. Oh, the original, original Green Lantern. Ooh. I still like think Adam Scott or something. No, I don't know, but I I still want the John Stewart guy. That way, you can say, mm. "Oh, we have diversity," but still, that's just an epic-looking. Green Lantern there, John Stewart. True. And, like, to me, he'll always be the OG Green Lantern. Like, I know that Hal Jordan is, like, the actual OG. Growing like, up with Justice League TV show. Yeah. Um, they could do it with, like, another Lantern, too. Like, there's there's a good cast of Lanterns. As long as they, they don't do they Guy Gardner. With. Yeah, that would be <laughs> That would be bad. But, you know, they could go with, what, Kyle Renner or um, the two lanterns that are a thing. I don't know. I still don't understand that part, but I haven't been reading up on comics. Um, but, yeah. So, that was nice. Uh, J.K. Simmons is Commissioner Gordon. He didn't oh, have yeah. much to do. I still think it's a good casting. Yeah. If he had more to do that would be better but he amy adams and diane lane should form the people great actors who deserve more stuff in justice league movies i feel like most people in in the justice league movie could say that besides batman i Wonder think Woman they're just Superman. waiting oh, yeah. jake they're just putting jk simmons there for the whole batman trilogy thing yeah i mean oh yeah so I googled, and uh, Cyborg will be a movie in 2020, ah. starring Ray Fisher. They need another character. So. You you could, you could make a whole movie of just Jeremy Irons, J.K. Simmons, and Amy Adams as like the behind the Justice League. That could be yeah. Fun. It, just like an like. Oscar contender type film. <laughs> it is like. Amy Adams working as the um, Superman's first lady type character going to all the charity events. Uh, Alright, well, are there any other characters that we need to touch on? I think we got pretty much uh, everybody. Yeah, but... I think we got all in characters. I mean, there's that there's um, that family that they kept showing us. Oh yeah, that that was. I, <laughs> I was I was wondering I, whether or not the bug spray would like play a role, in, like later on. No. Where that no, thing would actually no. work or not. Um. I feel like they got more screen time than like, Cyborg, yeah. or Aquaman, <laughs> which kind of is sad, but. It's like, I mean, I yeah. think they were an attempt to sort of make characters that you kind of care about so that it doesn't just feel like all of these heroes are doing everything because they have to. But here's the thing. People don't care but, about people. Yeah. The, they should have done a better job of, like... Um, I remember the Avengers, I believe they have several just moments of, like, oh, here's Captain America protecting a bunch of civilians and, you know, shielding them from stuff. So I feel like if they had had those moments, they wouldn't have needed this family. Right. 
I mean, they had that one moment yeah. with Wonder Woman. I mean, at the Superman also they, they just uh, more. taking the entire building with Flash in the car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was that was yeah. nice. I I think I overall like the scenes, but I don't. They, I think they were too long. They didn't yeah. need to be as in depth. Okay. I okay. think we next thing that we should talk about is probably mostly with me and. Toa, not sure if you have listened to this, but the soundtrack. Yes, I was just about to say. I'm listening to it right now, and personally, I love it. I I, I like most of what Danny Elfman's done now that I've researched on Danny Elfman. Yeah. Um, it's... The trick about this one is it's not its own iconic... Yeah, a lo- there's a there's soundtrack. just a lot of moments where it just feels like generic battle music. Yeah. Which that's kind of what they've done with more recent Which Marvel I feel movies. like they should think... you know, just have like a thematic I wanted a like a point where they could just hint back to the old uh, Justice League theme, you know. Like yeah. because you know, they uh like some of my favorite moments like in the theater that I get like the biggest emotional reaction is just whenever they started playing like the old Batman theme song just for a few seconds you know I I just love that and then you know I would catch that a hint of Superman's theme song which they didn't completely use which I feel like they should have yeah I think they could have put it in more and then they didn't Um, really have Wonder Woman's like uh, electric cello no that that was definitely, I think, a mistake. I mean, they, they even included some parts of the... Or some, at least, inspiration from the the CW Flash theme, which I loved. I I was halfway through watching the scene well, where, where Flash is running, which is, like, every scene, but... Where... Yeah, and, and I'm thinking, I've heard this before. Where have, oh. Yeah. Nice. And, like, they would take bits and pieces from the other themes and I did kind of uh, do Wonder Woman's theme with the orchestra at the beginning but I still think that they should have brought in Tina Guo for the uh, electric cello man that that yeah. thing though yeah I think I think that would have been really yeah. beneficial because like that is the most iconic soundtrack of the of the three DC movies before it I have no idea what Superman soundtrack was in Man of Steel, yeah. but I know the Superman soundtrack from John Williams. So like, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like they should have just given up and done the complete Superman theme um, and the complete Batman theme because those are already so iconic. And then with the Wonder Woman theme, you have these three really good character themes that embody their characters. I mean, uh... yeah. Hans Zimmer, he's a good composer, but he's he didn't really have that great of a theme for Batman or Superman. Yeah, his Dark Knight mm. trilogy stuff was good, but it the biggest thing was and like I'm I'm mostly drawing from an interview um, from the uh, the composer who did the uh, the three Bionicle movies <laughs> um, is that like it's not that the soundtrack is bad for for Batman for the new Marvel movies 
It's just that it isn't memorable. And that seems to be a, a trend nowadays that you just want the music to fade into the background. But at the same time, I like to be able to hear, like, when I hear Spider-Man's theme from the original trilogy. You know something I, epic is about to happen. I, I hear it specifically, and I'm like, oh, I know this. This is from here. This makes me feel these emotions. I'm tied to it because of that. When I hear, um, I mean, the Bionicle theme is a is a big one that I, it's iconic mm. to me. Um, Superman theme, like it's, it's something that you're like, I know this, I know this. It it, it gets stuck in your head. Whereas, it's it's not bad that a theme fades into the background, but I like to be able to remember it. Yeah, and there there are some recent films, and especially TV and video games that have had iconic themes, and I think Wonder Woman's theme is incredible, but yeah, I do agree that you want to have, and I think part of the problem is that they've started using, um, hiring pop singers to sing a song, and that sort of becomes the theme, Yeah. but that doesn't work quite as well as, you know, the Danny Elfman Batman music. Um, Absolutely. You, you just have to play a few notes of it, and suddenly everyone's thinking Batman. Yeah. Mm. Um. Mm, I had a thought. I just lost it. Let me, let me figure this out again. Another big downfall of oh, Suicide okay. Squad, where like they had a they had a good collection of songs, but there was no specific song that I can remember. Another, another yeah. thing about the and that uh, yes. Uh, that that's the one thing that I think the DCU argue uh, like just does so much better than the Marvel movies is the having these character themes. Um, and so I, I wish that they would embrace that and do full on memorable music for each of the characters and bring in um, all of that music. So I'm not. Because another thing that I wanted to point out about the music is, is the is the is the bank uh, robbery scene, where they have that. It sounded a lot like, uh, you know, Batman's uh, when the bad guys they take over the scene. You know what I'm talking about? The old dun 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 dun. No. No. Sorry, I've I've got the soundtrack going so. Anything else is it's hard to think of at this moment. But yeah, that that kind of sounded a bit off to me because that whole sounding thing didn't does not sound right for Wonder Woman because that's more something that Batman villains themselves they would do, you know. Yeah. Mm. And they've done such a good job of establishing the sound of Wonder Woman that deviating from that is a little strange. True. Yes, it's uh the it's uh the, the song is called Wonder Woman Rescue. It's somewhere in the thirty second margin. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, is there anything else we have to say about this? 
I I think I'm ready to give my overall review if you guys are. Oh, I had one thing to add. Um, and this gets into a bit of the current scandal in Hollywood. The um, Rat Pat logo at the beginning of the movie, which is Brett Ratner's company. Um, you know, I understand that he financed this movie, but I think they should have figured out a way to take that out. Just especially with how they treated the Wonder Woman character, it felt a little bit repulsive to me. I did not even And then, uh, yeah, because uh, Gal Gadot said that she would not even do Wonder Woman 2 if uh, Brett Ratner is part of it. Yeah. And, wow. And, yeah, that, again, it probably wouldn't have been as big of a deal except for how poorly they treated Wonder Woman. Um, it, it kind of took me out of the movie. Like, girl, no, I don't really mm. look into stuff like that. <laughs> Alright. Final thoughts. Um, I can go first. I thought it was... I would give it maybe a 60%. Um, it's decent. I think it's a good time. It doesn't overstay its welcome, but at the same time, it could have been a whole lot better. Hmm. I... I mean, my my way of measuring movies is all over the place at this point. I think in the spectrum of DC movies, this one was my favorite to watch. Um, the characters were charming. And the plot was, it had a plot, um, which is better than some of the DC movies. Oh, wait. Um, we forgot to talk about the all the what? end credit stuff. Oh, yeah. Don't bring back Lex Luthor. I, mean, I feel like they, sh- I feel like that was too soon to have the Injustice League reveal. Because we still have Darkseid yeah. to deal with. Yeah. But I seeing Deathstroke was really cool. Yeah. I I like Deathstroke. I'm excited for him. Um Of course that's like a That's a foothold for a future arrow, hopefully. Green arrow. What do you mean future arrow? Um Like future green arrow to show up cinematically i mean deathstroke isn't just green arrow he's also a batman villain. i know a teen titan villain he's everyone's villain but like i think i think they should bring on green arrow i'm a fan of green superheroes. yeah martian manhunter bring him of course even though after what they did with cyborg that might not be the best idea I mean, as long as he looks better than Martian Manhunter and Supergirl, I'll be alright. <laughs> um, like, during the yeah. uh, Arkham Asylum scene, when they showed that uh, Lex Luthor escaped or something, I thought that they just replaced the actor. I was like, so they turned <laughs> Lex Luthor into the joke and they replaced the actor for the end credits? I don't... What is this? I was I was expecting to be like the Joker busted him out. That was like the whole thing, and then they were gonna meet up. Um, 
but I, that was apparently. I not. think DC, the DCU, has had a real big problem with their villains. Yeah. Like, I mean, Marvel doesn't have any iconic villains, but DC, the DCEU hasn't been treating its iconic villains very well. Well, I I would argue with your Marvel point because, I mean, Loki has appeared in yeah. every single Thor movie, which he's not particularly a villain, but he's not also but, a But, I mean, to, outside of Spider-Man, you don't have any really iconic rogues galleries. Yeah. I guess you're right. And, yeah. And I think, like, they'll need to solve that. Um, I would almost say get rid of Jesse Eisenberg and Jared Leto and find someone who can do those roles. I mean, I would say just stick with what you got and don't reboot again. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I don't think they can replace... At least they can't replace Eisenberg right now. They might... There's there's plot holes that you could... Get rid of. I mean, you yeah, you could you 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 could do that. But it is, it is interesting that in all the um, DCEU movies, one of the biggest complaints has been the villains, like yeah, Zod in Man of Steel, then Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor in Batman vs Superman, and the Enchantress in Suicide Squad. I think Zod was probably their best villain, which kind of sucks because yeah. I barely even remember what Superman or Man of Steel. I mean, Joker. I still really haven't seen anything worthwhile with that actor in anything with the character, yeah. which is really what needs but, to be determined. But you also had the Enchantress in Suicide Squad, and then you had Ares in Wonder Woman, and now Steppenwolf. Yeah, Ares is just disappointing, man. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's something they'll have to fix. I e- even in this one they had a chance, like uh, like John was saying, to bring in um. To bring in Darkseid, and they didn't. Maybe they're saving him, until really. they can figure out how to do villains. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It, it we'll we'll see how everything turns yeah. out. I'm hoping they'll they'll get their stuff together. Um, overall, I I still think this is a big step up. It's like I was saying, it's in my opinion better than Wonder Woman. I don't think character wise, it was, but that's mostly because they had more than two characters to think about, um, and they kind of only concentrated on two characters, but that's okay um it it ended with narration yeah about like positive things um just like wonder woman did i think at least this narration made more sense because it was like oh it, i'm a journalist it and was, i'm writing it was a less journal cheesy article. it was a yeah. bit more cliche. and like yeah so i i just finished uh, Daredevil season two a while <laughs> back, which also ends on yeah. a similar note, and I think they did better in Justice League than in that as well. But like, yeah, I don't know. I, it just felt like this had a lot better pacing than Wonder Woman, I suppose, where it was like all build up the whole time, and then the final fight was just like, eh. At least this one, it was. 
a pretty good final fight, all things considered. It, it wasn't amazing, but it was there. And, uh, there was no, like, game slash show-breaking reveal that was like, secretly, you're a god. Um, because I, th I think that was stupid, but maybe that's just me. I mean, I, I would argue that Wonder Woman was better than Justice League, but I can tell where you're coming from. And, I, I mean, I feel like Justice League is very much a, a like a 180 turn for the DCEU. Um, mm. And so, while they knocked down a few mailboxes in that turn, I, I like where it's headed. <laughs> I think that's a good analogy. I like that. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's by no means... In my opinion, it's by no means a good movie because it's a good movie by itself. It's a good movie because it it looks like a promising future for the Justice League movies. And then, of course, the threat with that is if there isn't any more good Justice League movies, then it will become yeah. a bad movie. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's something that I enjoyed. It's... It's the lasagna to my pizza in that um, I much prefer pizza over yeah. lasagna, but if I have pizza every day, lasagna tastes so good to mm. me. Um, the Marvel movies are, are my pizza where they're, they're good. I like pizza a lot. I like Marvel movies a lot, but it was a nice change of pace, and it's probably equally as good. I just probably can't consume this as regularly um i could probably go back and watch thor ragnarok multiple times and still enjoy it i could probably watch this one more time and enjoy it and then have to take a little break yeah um, not to say that it's particularly worse than thor um but it's just more it requires more energy on the part of the the watcher um because you kind of have to piece things together as it goes. Whereas um, Thor did a really good job at just keeping the energy level going the whole time. Um, which most Marvel movies do. So um, I guess I would probably rate it like a uh, probably like a 7.5, 7. Uh, no, like a 7.8. Because it was, it was better than Batman vs. Superman in my opinion. Way better, but in, yeah, it's in my opinion, Batman vs Superman is still my favorite of the DC movies. Um, okay, because it focuses more on Batman. Uh, it just focuses more on just the smaller characters, just those characters, and just not hmm. blocked out by all the other characters. But um, Justice League is a close second with our current DC movies. Um, I again would rate it probably around 7.5 to 7.9 or something. Somewhere within that scale. Hmm. I don't know. But overall, it was good. Um, pro I would say better than Marvel movies because Marvel movies are getting old for me. Uh, those are all the same movie. <laughs> At least they're good. That, that's my thing. Yeah. But yeah, 
I mean, I, that that's the whole I, Marvel versus DC argument, which we probably don't want to get into. I mean, uh, my argument is just yeah. that DC is good, but it's just my opinion, man. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree. I think both sides are good. Marvel just beat it to the punch. It's, it's, and so Marvel DC is, is more popular. DC is more artistic. Well, artistic is... More- Arguably. Modern art. They they take more risks. It's modern art. Well, pretty much. People don't always cine- understand it. Cinematog, cine- cinematographically. From Cinemat- a visual perspective. Yeah, that it. I think it's a lot more artistic. Yeah. A lot of slow mo and, and stuff. I I think the DCEU they've been taking more creative risks, but the problem with creative risks is they don't always go well. And that's where Marvel yeah. kind of beats them in that when you walk into a Marvel movie, you know what you're getting into. When you walk into a DC movie, it could be the best movie you've ever seen or it could be one of the worst. Another point is that DC... Yeah, I, think, I think Justice League is at its best when it's into into in-cartoon fashion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I'm excited to see more live-action renditions, but... Um... Yeah, I I like the. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like the cartoons quite a bit. I just want Young Justice three season three to come out. Yeah. Just get that over quick. Bring back Wally. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. Don't pull a Justice League Superman and bring him back at the season finale or something <laughs> that would be stupid maybe it's so any like any comments on the future justice league movies aquaman is up next uh i'm i i'm always going to be excited for a superhero movie um well i won't say always but i'm likely going to be excited for the next superhero movies aquaman's always been a fun superhero in my opinion he hasn't gotten the limelight that he should have in the, in the past years, so that'll be good. Flash is one of my favorites. Just give us Green Lanterns. Yeah, <laughs> Green Lanterns. One of my one. Of my, they need to they need to concentrate a little bit more on the color spectrum because most people, if they know of Green Lantern, they have no idea what other lanterns there are. So they tried to do that with the last movie, but that um did not and also just have an actual suit for the green lanterns (laughs) yeah yeah i I don't think we need a suit. i i like the concept that they played with but let's never do that again cg is good for the actual ability but not for the overall look yes absolutely spend all your money just have that character on screen all the time I, for one, am excited for Wonder Woman too. Eh. Hopefully, Patty Jenkins it. comes back for that. Who's that? That's the director. Uh, okay. As long as it's not as cheesy as the first one. The first one wasn't cheesy. Uh, yeah, it was. I would say that it definitely was. They uh, 
I mean, it was a good cheesy, but it was still pretty cheesy. I, like, I will agree that the last act had a lot of problems. It was more cheesy. But I think the rest yeah. of the movie... The, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. The first... The non-last half of it was was pretty okay, except for, like, how far they sailed in a long time and things like that, where it just breaks reality I mean, Steve Trevor obviously could have survived because they were... Well, where were they? In Germany? Something and that's like that. a two-hour flight from Germany to London, so he could have flown somewhere else and then jumped out maybe because he, he, they were in the ottoman empire that's still oh oh wait no yeah at the end they were in germany yeah still he that would have been like a few hours flight he could have had enough time <laughs> to get the plane to safety and just survive he didn't have to blow up just because he was impatient I think they did a good job with that setup, but I mean, yeah, that that's a discussion for a different day that we're probably never gonna have. No. Um, that being said, if uh, anybody out there um, wants to say terrible, terrible things about Justice League, um, I would urge you to go watch a terrible, terrible film like, um, I don't know. Thanks Killing 3 or like LA Maniac or just like films that have a budget under a thousand dollars and then watch the Justice League. You will like it a lot more. Just pointing yeah. that out. Yeah. One thing that will help with that is the Star Wars holiday special. That would also work. That would also work. Yeah, I mean I, I don't think anyone has claimed that Justice League isn't interesting or a good enough time but i mean yeah. it could have been like if you compare it to the avengers the avengers was also a good time but it's you know a very well constructed film in a way oh, yeah. that justice league just honestly isn't hands down i would i would say that avengers was the better film and part of that is definitely they built up to it they didn't just throw it out there yeah. And like I said, Justice but. League was thrown out there. It has to be where the heroes stumble upon each other. Yeah. I I would have to, yeah. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. So, all right. Yeah. Is that all? With this intriguing dialogue, I think, yeah, I think I'm all set. I've said my piece. All right. I believe that's everything we have. So thank you guys for watching, and I'll we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.